Greetings, I am Erin Patton, metaphysical master in a millennial age, and it is my life's purpose to guide you and organizations along an enlightened path. So I invite you to sit comfortably and tune in as I welcome you to the Meta Business Millennial, where we get the real conversations you won't get in the boardroom so that we understand this is exactly the path we need to be on in order to grow, evolve, and thrive. Everyone, yes, this is Amber, my childhood friend who is now also a soul healer. This is the Meta Business Millennial. We are here together, and I'm just so excited for the opportunity to talk with you, to to reconnect with you, to kind of hear your journey from almost like when we, you know, stopped going to our summer conventions together to now, because I think oftentimes our childhood our experiences with each other help to shape who we are, especially on this healing path. So I know our listeners and our followers want to definitely hear from you, our tribe, you know, how you, how you grew up a little bit about you, where you're from, things like that to start. Okay. Well, I just want to say, I'm so honored to be here. Thank you, Aaron. And mm-hmm. man, it just like takes us back. When I think of like NDA, Um, our conventions that we went to when we were kids, like those were some of the best times of our life. And people never believe me when I say that I had a really good childhood. I mean, like everybody has their own little traumas that they grew up and stuff like that. But like, when I think of my childhood, it was just like, I was very protected. I was very exposed. I was given the best um, resources. And my parents really allowed me to be who I came here to be, you know, so like to even just kind of like the lay the foundation of like who I who I am and I'm very solid and who I am as an individual. So it's like it's this is why I'm like super excited to talk about this this conversation and have just talking about metaphysics and everything because this is me. This is my zhuzh. This is my thing. So I'm just like, yes, yes. So kind of like to start off, I'm a third generation entrepreneur from Wichita, Kansas. I'm a mother of a 17-year-old legend. That's how I speak to my son. Like, I, he's a legend. Like, he knows he's a legend. He he came here to do big stuff. So that's how I talk to my child. I am the CEO of Circa 81 Design. It's a full-service energetic uh, design studio. And we focus on transforming the synergy in your life and home. And I consider myself a soul architect. I'm a healer. I'm very multidimensional spiritual teacher and mentor. So, and also I'm a design engineer. So right now I'm finishing up my master's in engineering and my big thing and my sole mission, my sole blueprint here is very crossed. So um, a lot of my magic work is in the home. It's in the home. It's in your life. It's in your business. Um, I get to spiritually teach people stuff. I'm here to help usher in the new golden age. Yes. Really talk about the Sophionic Christos teachings that it's yes. embodied in our DNA. And then I'm the oldest of four children. What else? Like, I've lived in four different states and I love life. And, and I want to say this too. I'm the happiest I have been in my entire life. And I'm a mm. really happy person. Yeah. But I'm quick to say this, like I'm the happiest 
I've been because part of my journey was what if I don't do what I came here to do? Like that was my, where my depression came from Mm. and how I got here sitting with my therapist. I was like, what if I don't do what I came here to do? And Mm. you only get one life and you have to think about it. Mm. People are not doing what they were called here to do. And the more we ask people to step into their mission, their blueprint, that gives other people the permission to like do it. Like, and that raises the consciousness that makes us to really step in to move, to bring in how you say it, anchor in the more heaven on earth, which is the new earth that's coming in. So I feel like that kind of answers the question. I I mean, a hundred percent answers the question because essentially that's my vision as well, you know, Mm -hmm. is to help lift humanity, to help, 100 million, hundreds of millions of earth citizens rise in consciousness because I too am, uh, you know, a, a product of such pouring into very similar to you, our background, you mentioned the conventions that I feel so full that it has to be shared with the world. And that's what enlightenment yeah. truly is. And so I love that. I love that. Well, I would just love to little, know a little bit more about your business. So you talked about how you had had this beautiful upbringing, how it made you focus more deeply on who you were and what you can bring to this world. How did that mm-hmm. manifest into a design firm? Because I think for so many folks, it's just like, okay, we're turning our passion to purpose. But what did yeah. that really look like for you? Because it's it's really not easy for people to find alignment in that way. Yeah. Okay. So ha, let's just start here. One, I knew at five that I came here to do something big, right? Design has always been my thing. But when I graduated from Jackson State, that's where I went to school. I was going off to focus on fashion in New York. But at that time, I knew I was pregnant. And when I got to New York, you know, I didn't tell my family I was pregnant. So I was in New York because, you know, they would have been like, keep you behind in Kansas. And so I get to New York. I'm doing this internship. I'm getting sick. I'm like, you know what? Mm -mm -mm I'm going to just go home. And I was like, I can come back to my dreams later, you know? Mm. So while I'm at home, I'm just like working for family. In the midst that I'm, um, I go through my Saturn return, which it's, it goes through a, a really bad breakup. Then I end up moving to Los Angeles. But in the midst of that, with me having my son, I was sitting at home and I was like, I wanted to open up a retail store. And then at the time I was like, I was sitting home. I mean, I had it all. So let me just preface this. Circa 81 was was a retail. I expanded it to for me to do design. Right. Okay, that makes sense. Evolved more. It evolved. Like I had a children's store that I launched in 2016 Mm -hmm. and I really kind of stepped away from it because of the supply chain. We ended up starting going into the, the pandemic. Oh, my gosh. Running a luxury children's brand is there it's a lot it's a lot of money and it's a lot of money when everybody and it's so funny because I had this conversation on Facebook when everybody wants fast fashion yeah you know want sustainable fashion and you know and I believe I believe in quality I believe in you know what I'm selling like the integrity behind it how it's made the the history behind it like I'm that type of person So I was like, okay, I'm going to really step away from this because I really want to design children's furniture. Mm. And then it turned into me going back to school to work on my skills, get a trade, which the teacher was like, this is engineering. I'm like, this is engineering. I'm like, oh my God, I love engineering. But I never really knew 
a lot of engineers. We knew, I knew a lot of dentists, doctors, and lawyers. You same, know? same. And, <laughs> and it I'm also depends like, on your region. Yeah. And I was just mm-hmm. like, engineers do so much, you know, they, they really make, they really affect our everyday. Like a lot of things that people don't know that engineers have invented or an engineers behind it, you know? So mm-hmm. I was like, man, I can go deeper in this. And then I was already designing. I had a friend and he was like, you know what? You just need to start sketching. So, okay. but to bring it back to the metaphysics part of it, mm-hmm. I've always been a very spiritual person, right? Someone who grew up in the Roman Catholic church, which is, to be honest, is very, is. Like, very witchy. Me too. Very, yeah. You already know. So it's like, yes. And black Catholic sides. is unique too. Yeah. You, you have both sides, but then you get the truth. You know, mm. you got, that, you get that part of it, but mm. then you get the truth. You discover the truth of why they do some of the things in the Catholic church or why they've kind of like downplayed women so much, you know, you Come get on now. Yeah. yeah. So I am in the midst of all this and, you know, I'm doing my spiritual work in the background. I'm like, I'm doing, I'm doing work with friends and stuff like mother blessings and doing some other healing work and just doing some other stuff, just rediscovering my divinity and going deeper into it. And at the same time, I was trying to heal my own nervous system because I had suffered from burnout. I was just all over the place. I ended up packing up my stuff, moving back to Kansas And in the midst of that, I was working with an acupuncturist. I was working with mentors. I was going to therapy. I worked with shamans. And then like 2020, no, 2020, 2017 um, was when I was, 2016, 2017. Like I got on the phone with this coach and she was talking about human design. And I know, are you familiar with human design? Are you familiar Um. with human design? I'm, I'm familiar with different types of design thinking, but please share more about this human design. Okay, so human design is this synthesis of like uh, astrology, Kabbalah, and it's like, you know what somebody tried to call it, but it really isn't. They call it like the energetic Myers-Briggs. Okay. But I, it's not Mm-mm. because those tests are very conscious based. They're very like, it's only one layer like human design is going to get your unconscious and your conscious. And it takes your birthday. It takes astrology. It takes your, it gives you the energetic roadmap of your aura of Mm. like your, your genius, why you are who you are. And then Mm. there are five different energy types and everybody is here to do different things. Like I am here really as a guide and a seer, as mm-hmm. a projector. I'm a projector, right? So I'm really truly here to guide and see. I'm I'm really the seer. I can look at people. I could I can be with somebody in 30 minutes and really tell you where you need to remap your life, mm-hmm. re-engineer, reverse engineer it like easily. And then you, of course, I have my own background, psychic abilities, and all the good stuff, right? 2016, it was, I discovered human design and kundalini yoga. And I started doing kundalini yoga and that, not even probably, it took me through the roof. Like I started like, they they say when you do kundalini yoga, you have to be careful because it can dismantle your entire life. Yeah. It dismantled my entire life to the point it was like, I'm 
did not. I was, I was like, I ain't come here to be no healer. I'm like, how does healers make money? Like, I don't, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, how am I going to make money as a healer? I'm like, I'm just trying to design furniture and be out here and be this person. And I'm like, yeah, I'm spiritual, but like, how am I supposed to make money with that? Since so, I feel like, like you're me, like this is my whole, my whole. This was like a whole awakening for me, y'all. This is a whole awakening moment. Yeah, y'all don't even realize make money with that, and then it's like at the same time, I don't think I even really cared what my family think because they're like, it's Amber, she gonna do whatever. Yeah, you know what okay, I mean? yes, definitely. But the thing about it is, when we stepped into 2020. I was like, okay, it's time to go to India because India, I've just been pulled to India and Egypt my entire life. Of course. And um, <laughs> I booked my ticket. I was like, I'm going to India. It's going down. Mm-hmm. Girl, you know, we was hearing about the pandemic and it was like, I was like, girl, I ain't worried about that because I don't get caught up in all this. I was like, I don't worry about that. I was like, I will get on this plane and go. I don't care if people, I just don't care. Girl, God had other plans. Yes. I woke up the next morning. My whole flight was like canceled. They had me flying to Saudi Arabia for a whole week and then fly to India for one day and coming back. So it was like, it's not time for you to go to India. And I was like, real God, I'm like, what is it time you want me to go deeper? And I was like, it's time for me to go deeper. And I just so happened to one of my friends online who she does this work, goddess mastery work, because that's another part of the work I do she had a goddess circle and I was like, "Mm -mm, I need to be in there. It was never like a question of what to do. So I got in there and I was just telling her when I was in the circle with women, I was just like, yo, I was like, how am I going to merge design and spirituality together? How am I going to merge this? How am I going to do all this design and all this stuff in the home? And it was already, I was already doing like feng shui and Vasha Shastra, but I was Mm -hmm. like, package this. Yeah. It to be honest, now looking back out of it, that wasn't my thing to try to figure out. You know what I'm saying? Because it naturally just happened. When I say like people come up to me, I don't sometimes don't even talk about that I do this work and people are like, I need you to do the work in my home. And it was interesting because I was working with an astrologer and she was just like, you know, you're supposed to make money in the home. That's hmm. your gift. Hmm. Like, and I was like, I love design. That's always loved design. And I love furniture and all those things and designing. And it was just, everything was just flowing. And then there was that piece of me doing my, I started to bring my own goddess circles to my community. And I was working with women, you know, um, calling back their, um, stepping into their, accepting their divine inheritance, Mm. you know, and really um, tapping into their birthright as a feminine, you know, because a lot of women do not understand how powerful they are. Women do not understand. And and one of the things that I've learned this this lifetime that I came back this lifetime to really be in my full power. Does it matter how it looks like to anybody? But I came back and to be in my full power. And it's like, it's beautiful to see where I am now in the last two, three years, because it's like, it was lonely. It was lonely on this path. And it's like, my soul tribe just came out of everywhere. It's like, especially online. And he's like, you know, I reconnected with you. Everybody's just coming out of line. And they're just like, I see you, sister. I see you, sister. Like, I want to work with you, sister. Or like, I want to be in your energy. I want to just be like, I want to learn from you. 
And it's just like doing more of my own, stepping deeper into my own healing work individually. Because, you know, you think you've tipped part of the iceberg stepping into doing the spiritual work, but there's way more work. Killing just goes in layers. Mm. And I've just tapped. Like one of my mentors says, there's layers and flavors. I've only tapped barely this much of what, you know what I'm saying? I have to like learn in this lifetime. I mean, like, you know, where I am from last year to now, the information that's come out of my being and my DNA that I just like, or if I'm being taught or if it's becoming more crystal clear and I'm able to teach it is crazy. Cause you're like, how did I know this? But we, and I want to say this, cause like somebody's out here listening. A lot of us took vows when we came back in this lifetime to deny ourselves, to step into our soul mission, to even, even, um, you know, our power, like, especially in the black community. Cause I like, I love to talk on that, you know, we don't understand how powerful we are. And a lot of us have taken a vow, a vow of poverty, a vow of hatred for one another. I mean, we can no longer, you know, we have those constructs and everything, but a lot of us took these vows. And some of us chose that we're going to awaken at this time. We're going to have these experiences. And for me, it was like, even though I'm about to be 41 this week, and it took me to this point. I am glad that I went through all these experiences because I wouldn't be able to get up and share like Come on, on the now. Right now. Come if on I now. Me, you know what I'm saying? I wouldn't be able to share these things with you. Yeah. So I think I did a little spiel on how my business and all of this spirituality kind of played into it. It's it's crazy how it's just looking back on it, you know, you only look back to see how far you've come, but I'm like, I did all of that. You know, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, I just, since this is about metaphysics, let's talk about that metaphysically, sis, because that is such an amazing awakening to have. I love to talk about black consciousness because what we did, you said it yourself, we chose this path. So for us to ever doubt our ancestries that they didn't choose slavery for whatever that vow of tenure was so that we could really understand the nuances of what it means to be abused and struck and downtrodden and suffering. So we had to, like, this is what consciousness evolved. Consciousness wants to experience every level of existence possible. So if there is any... a classification of human beings that can manage that level of destitutedness, for lack of better words, it would be the melanated people. Yes. So for me, I find so much value in knowing the full breadth of my history. Obviously, yeah. we talked about our ancient Kemetic, ancient uh, Indian roots, ancient Egyptian roots, and to see that rise and then that tumble, then you know, like. I can do anything like this is nothing like what I've ever experienced before. And on top of that, I'm a light being. So I chose all of these paths. And so when you have that freedom and knowing your, your, your breadth of agency, it just makes the life so much more brighter, so much more brighter. 
Yeah, it sure mm-hmm. does. You know, and you know what? Also, I think it's very important too. Like I have my own spiritual mentor that I work with. I work with a divine feminine and divine masculine. My mentor, she's a divine feminine leader, which is very important. Divine feminine leadership is on the rise and it's so much about it. Her lineage is Asian. And so she even said to me, you know what I'm saying? Like, which is so beautiful. She is like, the melanated people are powerful. And if you don't know that, even one of my other friends is a teacher, she's Egyptian. And she was like, if you're a spiritual teacher and you don't even recognize that, I don't even know if I really can learn from you. And that is because you're not, you're not recognizing us, what, why people fear us and what we have to go through and why we suffer so much, you know? Um, and I just, um, I'm grateful that I like, I discovered her. She actually, like, we just found each other. On, she was my Facebook friend and she was just, it was just crazy how it happened. And Last year, I've been initiated as a, a priestess. Beautiful. So, Congratulations. Yeah, and so Blessing. My whole life has just changed. And, and I just love the, I love teaching. I love teaching history. It, it makes sense why in school, I was the one who knew all the Black history. The black girl at the white school who knew all the black history. Hey, all my projects yeah. I had to do, if we was had to do them on our own, my mom made me do them on black people every time. Mm-hmm. Science yeah. project, history project. So I feel mm-hmm. you. I feel that energy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I and, and the other thing is like, you know, in these last couple of years, we've seen this rise in the black community. Support black business. And I was like, um, I've been doing that since birth. Like, <laughs> you know, especially you know, us, <laughs> when our parents like, you know especially like in my family and being a third generational business owner, like that's what we do. We taught you support your people. Just like any other culture supports their people. You support, it's natural. It's not something I'm just like, I don't look at back business and be like, oh, I'm not going to support them because of that. No, I want to support them. Like I want to commend you because it takes a lot of courage to do this when a lot of people have been and, and we have to understand that everybody's supposed to be a boss. Come on now. I am the biggest advocate for that, especially at this stage in my journey. I never thought I would be an advocate against everyone being entrepreneurs, but I'm not against it. But I certainly agree that we have a place in every place in society, in institutions, in corporations, in organizations, as well as in entrepreneurship and leadership. But we everyone needs to play their role. You need to play their role. And you, you can be an inner entrepreneur. You know, entrepreneur, yes, yes. I think they don't. I don't think they don't stress that enough. Like you can be an inner entrepreneur. You don't always have to be an entrepreneur because this entrepreneur entrepreneur life is not for everybody. You know, coming out of a, you know, the business cycle. You went to business school. You know, Mm -hmm. like I'm just coming out of my business cycle, and I'm just like, you know. This was this was a doozy, but if I got through this, I can get through anything. Yes. And, and I know not everybody can can do what I just went through and be able to be so well resourced mentally, not even just speaking financially, mm. but to be able to find the resources to stay afloat. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like yep. you can you can have all the financial, but if you don't know how to manage that, like you won't be able to stay afloat. So I am like, I'm not a big advocate of pushing everybody to be an entrepreneur. I'm not. Same. same. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Well, you know, the nugget that I can take from that certainly is just the idea of just being, knowing of yourself, 
and knowing where you need to be in your role that you need to play in whatever you're doing. So right now it's obvious that you're doing the Circa 81 design, but can you speak more a little bit to like what a project looks like? So you talked a little bit about human design, but I want to understand like what would something be like a, an engagement with you look like? Okay. So there's so many different ways that you can work with me inside my business. Like one is like my favorite, like I'm actually, I'm about to start a new project right now where I'm hired to come in. She just bought a brand new house. So it's an old model and she wants me to create this harmony in the home. So, you know, it's very important because like I said, your childhood, where you start, it's a new starter home, creating that synergy in their life and home so their marriage can flow like feng shui and vasha shastra. If you have the wrong placements in your bedroom, it can be detrimental to your money and your marriage. You know what I'm saying? There's there's just, there's so many, just the placements of how furniture is in your house, just the placement of clearing certain energies in the home, which I'm able to do those things. I'm able to go into a home and clear energies in it. Like matter of fact, I just did a clearing for my sister. She's a real estate, one of her clients, they could not get the house closed for a month. And she was like, she hit me up on, text message she was like we need you to come in how much and so I went into the house and cleared it and they closed within like five days I can't tell you everything I do in there but you know like yeah we move some things around we move whatever stagnant energy you know in the aura of the house or whatever the foundation whatever the house was the house is holding some stuff you know, and she had some stuff and we, you know, we just kind of like moved it around so they could get the house closed and she closed on the house in five days. But this new project that I'm taking on is it's interior. I do interior design, but it's with my own feel. It's like my gifts, you know, reading the home, just really creating synergy in the home so it can flow. You know, a lot of the homes nowadays that are being built, they're not sustainable they don't take into mind the structure of how they built the floor plans of the homes. We really want to say the floor plans of my homes. If you look at older homes and you just um, you step into an into a older home that's been around for some time, you know, there's probably neighbors in Houston that are just like these really, really nice, darling neighborhoods where you just like you see the families and everything. But these homes nowadays, like they don't carry those structures or that energy of it and you have to understand like especially in India and Egypt that's why it's like I'm so drawn to Egypt is because of the pyramids and the Egyptians were their original architects and engineers so you know I really come into that home and really engineer the energy in there so I have that project that I'm about to start on and I've, I've been doing that for a while um, like I pick up projects like at first I was kind of really focusing on coaching people but my my world is I'm really coaching and mentoring people in their homes. Too. Yeah, that's a beautiful gift. Yeah. And then also there's that consulting piece of it where I get to also I'm about to take on a new project where I'm working with a construction company and they're doing business development and project management. One of my geniuses is um, I'm a coordinator in human design. So I'm really good at coordinating, creating processes and structures that's where that engineering industrial engineering comes in so I get to do that and I know that I'll probably get to do a little bit of creativity in it too with the guy that's, that owns the company 
And then it's like, what else? So like, and then there's the, there's the mentorship that I do in my business. But the mentorship, it really plays in the home design. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Really, yeah. When I, when I do a consultation with you, I'm going to run your human design. I'm going to look at your astrology. I look at all that stuff. And there's certain things in your human design that tells you about your environment. So you could have everything right and you be in the wrong environment for yourself. Hmm. You understand what I'm saying? And once you get over 30, especially in human design, environment plays a huge part in, in how you live. Hmm. And, and you could see also when we were in the pandemic, there was a surge of furniture buying of people, interior designers getting work because people did not, people, you know, people don't like to be at their home really, if it's not really flowy. And like for me growing up in my home and my mom, she, me and her actually have the same um, Venus. She's a Venus in cancer in the fourth house. And I'm a Venus in cancer in the fourth house that has to do with the aesthetics, interior design, and so my home, I grew up with very beautiful home, uh, uh, beautiful fabrics, beautiful childhood home rooms, playrooms. Like we just, you know, it's just like, that was my mom's thing. And so I always was like, maybe everybody lives like this, but everybody doesn't live like that. And during the pandemic, people were like, I don't like the way everything is. And I actually had a client that I did last year and she brought me in to redo her. She was working from home, her entire living room and office. Her living room was like her office area. So I went in there and redid everything. And in, in the end, when I was doing the home clearing, you know, she was in the second year of a marriage with her husband and they were having some things going on and really went in there. And then they started coming to me for like spiritual advice. And I'm just like, yeah, this all plays into it, you know, just really moving those energies around in their house and really clearing up some stagnant areas that helps them to move forward in their marriage, you know, to create that in harmony. So, yeah. That's so amazing. I mean, you really kind of walked us through every aspect of how you work in these spaces and the, just moving furniture, just, I don't, I'm, I'm sure you using incense and sage and prayers and rituals and all kinds of things. But I mean, that just sounds like a beautiful opportunity to just lift the vibration of your space. Cause obviously, like you said, you lift, you lift the vibration. It serves your whole being. And I didn't realize after the age of 30, that that's, you know, that that was a thing specifically, but it makes sense. I know that at, during the pandemic, I had moved back to my childhood home. So okay. I was in my childhood home. My mom, actually my dad, unexpectedly transitioned in 2017. Mm -hmm. And then my mom, a few months later, actually fell really sick. You know, I, uh, she actually attempted suicide oh, and, wow. and it became like a catalytic moment for me to just kind of shut down my life and move home. Like I literally <laughs> felt like I did that. It was kind of like my Saturn return, like you mentioned that. And that was yeah. really that season for me in a way, in so many ways, I actually got pregnant with my son. So I was caring for my mom and bearing this baby kind of in a, in a similar kind of grief moment, but also seeing such beauty and opportunity in the moment because then COVID happened. I started doing um, metaphysical psychology and, okay. and so, and that's really how I started to study and grow, you know, my journey to metaphysics yeah. 
And it came, I honestly was a self-study. Like people are like, oh, where'd you study, you know, your, your metaphysics. And, you know, it's totally, especially then self-taught. Like when people are saying like this, all this information is like, like I said, the Sophiatic Christos information is in our DNA. Yes. The more you start to peel back those layers from Mm -hmm. the healing, Mm-hmm. Most of the time, people step into this because something traumatic happened. You yes, yes. Traumatic experience in your yes, life. Yes, yes. They call you to go inward to that inward journey. And you're like, okay, what is this? I'm going to pull on this. I'm tapping in my divinity. How do I know these things? And you know what? And I was saying before we got on here, I wouldn't be surprised, Erin, if you are a projector. I wouldn't be surprised. A lot of, a lot of the healers are projector, or if you're not even a projector, you have something in your sixth line and like in human design, like I'm a four, six. So like there's the fourth line is my conscious, like what I am people see. And then the sixth line is what's unconscious. So the sixth line has to do with, you know, what you, how do you say this? You, um, you know, what you think, you know, like, you know it for a reason. Like, there is no, there's a reason why you can navigate through these things and not question, like, well, how did I know that? You know, because people are like, how do you know this? How do you know all these things? You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like, it is because, and I'm just like, this is my sixth line. So, I mean, like, I mean, that's just, like, that's just what it is. Mm. And so, we're forced to go into this inward journey to get the answers to the questions that people cannot give us on the outside. Pretty much. So of course it's a self story. It's called self mastery. Mm. You're mastering yourself constantly. Mm. Totally. And that's also the journey of the goddess figuring out and knowing who you are at the end of the day, the goddess really to tell the truth. Cause a lot of people out here are calling themselves goddesses and yes, the goddess is within you. But the goddess journey is a dark journey. Mm. It's a dark journey. Mm. And you start to discover things about yourself that you're like, <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like that. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, who you come out and I, I mean, just to like piggyback off of your journey of like who I am, I was going down like a path that I didn't like. But when I started to really do the work, people be like, my my best guy friend be hitting me up. He was like, and people be asking, do you have you seen Amber Williams? Like, what's she doing? What is different? You know, people just showing up like something's different about you. And I know you probably hear that, like, what is different about you? I can't, you were always this bubbly, larger than life, but it's something that's different, right? And it's that light that you pulled from going into the darkness, because what's in the dark gotta come to the light, you know? So, I mean, like, that's how we get there, doing this self-work. So it's like, just to confirm from you, like, yes, self-study. That's the best way to do it. Life experience, you know? A hundred percent. Mm-hmm. A hundred percent. Yeah, so that self-study is really kind of what, what drew me into metaphysics. Mm-hmm. And more practically, more, more scientifically, more strategically. And, you know, it seems you kind of did that same kind of integration of metaphysics with something that you already were doing fashion, retail, interiors, design, but now I'm able to integrate metaphysics into my design style or design method such that it infuses the the experience with energy. 
So you're yeah. just, you're left a higher conscious being just by engaging with me in this engagement period, yeah. you know? Yes, and yes. so that's when you talk about that mentorship, when you talk about that part, that aspect of the business, that's almost like unquantifiable, unqualifiable, because it's infinite. You know what I'm saying? You're yeah. engaging with the light being. And I just, I, I really love that concept. I just have to share that. <laughs> yeah. You know, and this metaphysics is really to put it in the, it's the unknown. Yeah. You know, it's the unknown. And one of the things that my teacher taught me in calculus, because he was a physics major, he was like, physics is math in motion and consciousness is math. And when you understand numbers, like you understand consciousness, you understand everything you know what i'm saying it's like you think about also how in the black culture like we were the true scientists we were like we were you know the egyptians africa we were the one building like you know you know human form pangea (laughs) you remember learning about pangea yes and they don't talk about it anymore like everything comes from africa like we are the original and we've had that stuff stripped away from us. That's why you don't see a lot of people, a lot of black kids in STEM and stuff because math is hard. They don't understand it. You know, mm, they don't, mm. they don't understand math and science, but like we are the scientists. I, I just, I can't wait till we see a change. And I know change is ahead of us because we have to destroy before we rebuild. So we have to get to the worst before we even rebuild you know what i'm saying and there's there's people like you and i who are already doing the the rebuilding for people when we're having these conversations for people when we're having these conversations is people are looking for these conversations constantly people are i had somebody inbox me she was like is there a book you can read i'm like honey start your healing journey (laughs) right I was literally going to ask you that because someone asked me like, what book would you recommend if I'm starting trying to explore this? And I'm just like, sis, like you look at my bookshelf, like I read all these books. Like you got, you got to read all the books. You know what I'm saying? You also have to do the healing as well, but you're right. It doesn't start with the intellectual aspect of it. It starts with the feeling. And so you really aren't going to get it from just reading a book. You have to go through the journey. You have to go through the experience. You have to feel what it feels like to your point to be in that darkness. Yeah. And really the book is inside of you. It's called the Akasha records. Come on now. That's the book. Those are the books. And I don't know if anybody's ever had an, have you ever had Akashic? Yeah. And I also have someone who taps in the source in their readings too. So I've had a few different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Akasha records. And actually my, my mentor is going to teach me how to do it. Um, I I mean, I know I already tap into it already because I Mm -hmm. do a lot of channeling, Mm -hmm. but when I had my Akasha records read, what girl, I was like, oh, this explains why I have sisterhood wounds. It explains, you know, and I talk about that a lot, especially in with black women, we have these sisterhood wombs that are very, very deep. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just like, and I had to do that work because you you can't be in divine feminine leadership and not heal that. You can't, you don't heal those mother wounds, those, and it's not, and sometimes those mother wounds are not just playing out in the relationship with your mother. It's just the mother in general, which gets, it's way deeper than what you think, you know what I'm saying? And so 
sisterhood wounds, if you don't heal those, you're not able to really even do this work on a larger level. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh. You'll be triggered by anything a woman's doing that's bigger than you when you really should be learning with her or you should be teaming up with her. You see how me and you are teaming up together. Mm. Like if I, was, if I was somebody who really had done that work, I'd be like, girl, I don't want to team up with her. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, we're all playing our parts. We all have individual little gifts. So we're all playing our part and there's a part for everyone to play, you know? Yes, yes. And that's a level of consciousness, that sisterhood wound, like that's a, that's a level of competition. That's a level of fear and anxiety. And so it's going to manifest as that competition within, with, with people who are like, and it's painful. That hurts. It, it really does. does. And I, and I, as you say it, I, I feel that healing around that personally. And it took me some time because I had some really deep wounds from, having lost my sister, my sister was murdered when I was six. Okay. And then I sought that energy from every other girlfriend I met after that. Like everyone was my sister after that. And I desired that sister love. And obviously people don't have the capacity to give you that sister love at that level, especially when they're not your sister. Like you would look at people like, why do you feel like that way of me? Like, I just want to be your friend. I just want to support yes. you. I want to have this sister hugging when you, and it hurts when you do. Cause I feel that like, I, one of the things I've learned in my work is like my prosperity. And we have to understand prosperity is not money guys. Prosperity <laughs> comes from celebrating people yes. and people always look at you, everyone always look at me crazy because I'm just like I be on the internet like girl go yes you did that you know guys whatever I'm just a supportive person I love to celebrate people and that's where my prosperity comes from celebrating people and so I can totally feel that you know that right there is a can had a wound itself when people reject you when you want to just embrace them and they don't know how to receive it pretty much they don't Mm -hmm. have the capacity to and Mm -hmm. that's where the forgiveness comes in so the forgiveness Mm -hmm. is so important of ourselves because we're Mm -hmm. essentially like judging ourselves in that process like oh there's something wrong with me why she treats me like this or there's something because if there's something wrong with her that's something that you elect that you see in yourself so it becomes this forgiveness of okay Aaron you're okay by yourself. You don't have to be loved by everybody, you know, mm-hmm. and everyone certainly doesn't have to love you, you know? So it's just, you really have to nurture that longing within because all it is, is just a longing for a deeper connection. And that mm-hmm. connection can only come from self, can only come from source. Yeah, yeah that's mm-hmm. so true. That mm-hmm. is, I felt that one right there. When you mm-hmm. said that, it's, it's a longing, but you know what? People only can meet you as deep as they are that's in it. their self. You know what I'm saying? Like you and I, because I had a friend tell me, she's like, girl, you be deep too sometimes, too deep. And I had a guy for, he was like, man, I have to take you in doses, Amber, because you know, sometimes you'll get on there and just be deep. I might not even be talking about stuff, but then like the conversation will just go deep. That's just me. And I, and I have to be around people that are okay with sometimes we might have to get on their scuba gear and go deep dive the ocean. <laughs> I love it. And, I, and you know, and I'm grateful that I have a tribe of people and I'm grateful I have my spiritual mentor where she was like, that's power, depth. Because a lot of people in this world lack depth. You know what I'm saying? We're in this 
abyss of a hole because people lack depth, you know, depth. People say they want these healthy relationships, but in order to create a healthy relationship, you got to open up. You got to open up. You have to intimacy. You have to dive into intimacy. And intimacy is very messy. But when you get and you crack that, you peel back that layer, like you can have the most amazing, beautiful relationship with somebody. But you have to have to be willing to go deep diving, you know? Yes. And luckily, I'm in a space now that I am able to also do the deep dive with people and accept whatever their their reaction may be to it. Because I think that's what this healing journey is about now is that we have to present ourselves to people. We, we build our clients through this by sharing. We build our families through sharing. We build our, all our relationships through this sharing. So it's actually incumbent upon us to be that heart opener and sharing mm-hmm. who we are. And that yeah. takes a very depth, I guess it's like in-depth love for self to be able to see like, this is not, I have these things, but this is not me. And that's why being able to, you know, greet each other as light beings and see each other in our, in our dimensional, multidimensional aspects, our metaphysical aspects, allow yeah. us even to transcend our, our, you know, our, our race conversations, our, you know, mm. our gender conversations, because we're really occupying a broader, bigger space. Yeah. And, and I really love that you get to spend every day doing that and, and sharing that. And I'm just wondering you know, as you interact with other being people in your space, like you talked about, you work with shamans, you talked about, you work with these other teachers, share what that looks like, because I, I did the same thing, but for people who, for people who don't know the first step to take, like, what are you asking for in this manifestation of these people in your life? So, okay. Like I, I probably want to talk about, so when I worked with my acupuncture and I, I had a calling to acupuncture, I was having digestive issues. I was having anxiety, depression. I was having just a lot of root causes and I was already in a Chinese medicine. So I was like, this is the next step. And I knew I had to work with somebody who was specialized in Chinese medicine. So she really did heal a lot of it. But when I went to her and I was saying to her in 2018, I was like, I want, I want to prepare myself for another baby because I know I'm going to have another baby. But I didn't know that it was going to be birthing and opening up meridian and channels of my soul blueprint like that, <laughs> okay you wasn't ready that was for that perfect. like that was really the birthing you know and exactly when you're doing acupuncture you're working with this with the spirit you're working with chi energy and so that's life force energy and especially like in reiki because i'm a reiki practitioner we are a guide between heaven and earth so we're this meet this channel that yes, connects heaven yes. and earth with people so that's one thing. And then I was working with a shaman and they were like, I, I came to find out that I had, I was having a lot of problems with my root chakra. Mm, and so they mm. did something on that, but you, I want to be, I want to preface this. So you, you really need to do your research before you really start working with people because out here now, since we're in the age of Aquarius, there's so many people out here that are like, I do this work. You really need to do your research on who you work with. And so now. I work with my spiritual mentor now. And when I tell you, she's next level. And how we started working with each other was I stepped in this and I can say this. <laughs> I stepped into this. I met this person that I already knew and we had an experience and I was like, 
do I need to focus on getting married or do I need to hire a sales coach so I can become a better salesperson? And I was sitting there and I was like, no, I really want to be in a healthy relationship, you know? And I was like, and I'm going to do this for me now because I'm ready to do it. I always knew I was going to get married, but it was like, for me, I was really running away from doing the work, you know? So she popped up and we talked and like my mentor, she, when I just said, like, she's just, she, she, have you ever heard of Harold Gamos? Hmm. This is Harold Gamos is where you are coming into the unified of your divine feminine, your divine masculine energies. They become one because we always look at them as like two separate things, but they both unify and they both support each other. Where it's like that inner feminine, your inner masculine, they're they're supporting each other where, you know, a lot of women suffer from wounded feminine and we see a lot of women blaming stuff for men, but they have a lot of inner conflict in their body. Mm. But then at the same time, a lot of women are not safe with men. And we know that a lot of men have abused women's bodies and there's so much trauma and stuff like that. So I won't go deep into Herogamos, but that's a lot of the work she does. And she helps divine feminine leaders step into their their leadership. And so leadership is huge with me. And since I'm a spiritual teacher and all the that good stuff and the soul work that I do in the home, you know, we started working with each other and I started doing more of my uh, ancestral and generational work. And when I tell you, Erin, it was, it's deep. It's deep. I, I mean, like in March, the end of February to March, I cried every single day and it's not my stuff. It's not my stuff. I may think it's my stuff. It's generational. It's stuff my mom didn't work with. It's stuff my great grandma, like my ancestors and, you know, you know, doing wealth work, you know, they're calling my wealth blueprint because wealth is bigger than just money. It's family legacy. It's, you know, it's, it's prosperity. It's, it's bigger than that, you know? So this work that I've been doing now is next level. Okay. Next level. It's upgrading DNA light bodies. Like that's the type of work I'm doing. And people are like, what are you doing in the house? And I'm like, girl, sometimes I just be in there crying and I really haven't cried anymore. And I, and I lost like almost 20 pounds because it's like, there's the stubborn weight that was holding on because a lot of it's trauma that I was holding. And I'm really a small person anyway, but me just losing a lot of weight. It's a huge difference. And then I'm able to even just step into my relationships with my people and be able to have that sacred communication with them because I've really learned how to speak to people in a way where, you know, it is in alignment with my being. And so people hear me like, you know, like you're hearing me now. And it's like, I'm really speaking from my being, from my essence. It's not just me just saying stuff off the wall. Like this is really me and an embodied in everything that I have learned and really healed from. And so I can get up here and speak from it and be okay. Like no matter how somebody reacts to it or like, they may not believe it. And I'm like, okay, well, this is my experience and I'm just sharing it in my truth. And you can, you either resonate with it or not, you know, and that's okay. And, and I'm fine. If you find me weird. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
before if it's like you know I have to do this work like I told my mentor I said I couldn't turn around if I wanted to I'm too deep in I'm too right. deep in right I'm too deep in like where would you go if you turned around though you just be with yourself still I do girl I don't even know what else I would do you know right and I just know that I'm super supported by my ascended masters, the divine, you know, my angels, you know, I'm just in my ancestors in my dragons. Cause I didn't even talk about them. They're going to be like, you didn't talk about us today. And oh I, my God. And so I just know that I'm super supported. So it's so funny because it's like, I do this work. It's still science-based work because yeah. all this science, if you ask me, yeah, you know, but some people are like, it's wooey. And I'm like, it's not really wooey. It's life. Hmm. You're just been told that it is woo. You've been told that to not tap into it. Because when you do tap into it, you open a can of worms and you start learning the truth. And people sometimes don't want to deal with the truth. Yeah. Yes. It hurts mm-hmm. for real. Like it's, yeah. you can feel it in your body. And mm-hmm. so that's what I love that it seems like you're experiencing it in, in your new modality of how to integrate the masculine, and the feminine, the body into the light being experienced, which is the yes. integration is beautiful. Well, you said that right there. That, that was it. That felt good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think, I don't know. I feel like we've already come to our hour, close to our hour. And I I just want to ask you like one last question, just like, where do you see, you know, your journey going? You say you're a seer, um, or you mentioned that as being part of one of your gifts. So, you know, maybe something about what you see for yourself, maybe what you see for the collective. So I already know. Um, One, (laughs) 10 years from now, I will be a developer. And maybe earlier, maybe more than that, helping to build more sustainable homes for the new earth. Yes. And really teaching women, teaching men, helping like, not only am I a soul architect, a family architect for the new family that's coming in, a new family architect that's coming in that we're rebuilding. Yes. Yes. I'm going to be doing all that work and no telling what else will come from it, but I'm just preparing myself for what's to come because it's like we have so much change happening every single day and people need answers. And I get to show up and give people answers and answer questions for them and and really guide them because people, a lot of people do need guides on this journey. Yes. So, yeah, I think that answers the question. Yeah. And also, also in the future, and I'm speaking this now. I will be in a healthy, loving relationship in a divine union with my partner and maybe another baby will come through. I just want to speak to her. Yeah, because I love motherhood. Like, oh my God, I love being a mom. I love being mom. Oh my God, I do. It's the greatest gift. Yes. Well, I touch and agree on that vision with you, sister. I see it for you as well. All of those things and more. And thank you so much for speaking on wealth. This obviously is a meta business podcast. So we're focusing on business and beyond what we know of profits and money and things like this. So wealth goes Mm -hmm. and extends well beyond the profits. Prosperity spends extends well beyond the money. So I love that you amplified those concepts as well today. Tell us how we can stay in touch with you, book a session with you. I mean, do you do like, can you fly to Houston, do projects? Like, how does that work? Like, I'm like, I need to look at my home. Yeah, I can do it all. I come to you all. Like I'm on Instagram 
Facebook. I am Amber Williams. Uh, you can go to Circa 81 Design and then you can book a session with me or book a, you can email me there or you can email me at Amber at Circa 81 Design. I am taking on new clients. We can always do a deep dive in your human design first. I also do like a healing strategy session with people where like maybe you don't want to go full on yet into mentorship. We could do that. I mean, there's so many ways. I feel like once you start working with me on one thing, it's kind of like, I'm diving a little bit more and do, let me have you, you do my life. Let me have you do my home, you know, it's like, then it's like, help me with my family. So there's so many, there's layers, you know, how they say our product suite of how you can work with me, but on circa81design.com, you can schedule something with me. Yeah. Or just send me a message on Instagram. That's so great. That's so great. And what's your Instagram? I am Amber Williams. Okay. I am Amber Williams. You all, you heard it from her. And I, again, am just so honored, so blessed to have had this reconnection with you, a childhood friend connecting in the, in the metas. Come on now. And I'm on meta in the metas. And um, yeah, everything's meta. And now we are continuing our journey together as soul sisters, soul healers, earth earth healers, mama healers. That's what earth is, mama. I love you. Thank you so much. I love you too. Oh my God. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Yes. You're welcome. You're welcome. Did you really love this episode of the Meta Business Millennial Podcast? Well, I am honored. And I appreciate you subscribing, leaving a review, and sharing it with your friends because your feedback allows us to co-create more enlightened conversations. And if you're interested in growing your soul now, head over to my website, erinpatton.com to find all the show notes, links, and free resources to get your energy activated today. In the meantime, stay bright, my friends. Much love and light. Peace. Peace.